You know, just as we started the show, I realized we should have used our crappy fanfare today instead of uh, our usual theme music. I think today it really calls out for our crappy fanfare. So uh, let me tell you what's happening. What's happening now is something that has happened, I think, since 2010. I, I, I'm not 100% sure that our two uh, in-studio analysts have been with us that whole time, but we've been certainly been doing an NCAA March Madness show since 2010. This is our 10th anniversary. You have to go actually talking to the microphone. This, the way, this, square your shoulders up so you're talking to the microphone. This uh, is the way radio works. I was wondering that thing what this there, thing is. That thing there well, is that, the, micro- the microphone. There you go. That's it. Huh, she right doesn't there. like it when you do that. <laughs> well, if we really didn't like it when you did that. Wow, that's right. a microphone. You can okay. see how much we've learned in a decade. Right. Wow. So the, wow. yeah, there, here's, here's our crappy fanfare. Let's just let that play a little bit. I see, I think this sets the tone better. Yeah. So, uh personally more fitting. I haven't yeah. even introduced you yet. So our in-studio analyst, uh, Bill Curry, political commentator, two-time Democratic nominee for governor of Connecticut, uh, uh, former White House advisor in the Clinton administration, and self-styled basketball analyst. Uh, Julia Pastel knows nothing about basketball, and if she's been doing this for nine years, mm. it has changed nothing about that p- personal condition. She's a writer, <laughs> podcaster, comedian. She's the host of the podcast Literary Disco and managing director at CT Improv in Hartford. Later on the show, as we've been doing since 2010, we will talk to the president of Wofford College. The Wofford Terriers are having a very big this big year this year. And then we're going to go live to the Civic Center. We're going to introduce a new feature on the Colin McEnroe Show NCAA special. It's AccuFrankie. And that'll be Frankie Graziano live from the Civic Center where he is right now. Uh, Once again, that's called AccuFrankie. Don't don't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) AccuFrankie. We really like this a lot. So Wolfie really listens to me. Yeah, you, Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> really, you're good. the more you talk about it, the okay. worse you're going to make it. F you, Frankie. <laughs> so let's instead just to change the mood a little bit. So Julia, I think it's time for you. Every year, yes. you adopt a new method for mm-hmm. trying to game this complex field of 64 college basketball teams. Now is the time that you reveal this year's method. Sure. Can I just say one thing what? before she starts? This no. is an insult to college basketball. Okay, go ahead. Um, I've beaten you more often than not, so it's a, it's I believe that's the point me. of this. <laughs> it's an insult to me uh, as so well, yes. In the past, I've chosen everything from uh, pa- state mottos. Last year, I did weird attractions in the town's uh, where the colleges were located. <laughs> but this that year, uh, and then, you know, the classic mascots, which yeah. is like if you want to be cute, oh, that's the lazy that was er, That was very yeah. early in your career as a very basketball early. analyst. Yeah. Um, a classic. But I am most proud of my first year where I anagrammed all the team names. So this oh, yeah. year, I'm going back in that styling. <laughs> um, but I'm a parent now of a child, and so is the producer of this show, Jonathan McNichol. Um, and he just had a baby. So in the stylings of Dr. Seuss, I have decided to make rhymes of every team name and just match those up against each other. So give us a sample. Don't do Wofford. We're saving that for the B. But g- give us a, give us one or two samples of what you've done here. Sure. Uh, no problem. Uh, all right. So let's see. Uh, we have Gonzaga versus Fairleigh Dickinson. Mm-hmm. So I changed that to Don Saga. Uh, so like, you know, like a mob boss saga uh, against rarely sick and fun. So they're rarely <laughs> sick. Or fun, so they're just kind of middle of the road. Yeah. So obviously, Don Saga is going to win. I got that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So as you guys can tell, this is a foolproof method for right. judging how cool and or powerful the teams are. Fool definitely. Uh, we could go with the first <laughs> syllable. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. One thing you may not know is that uh, earlier today, Fairleigh Dickinson was upgraded to Very Dickinson. So um, <coughs> I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know how that affects That's your selection your draw. committee. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. So give me that and Bill. Yeah, give me and Bill one more example. Sure. Let's see. Okay. Um, Okay, I think I was uh, hungry and family-oriented while doing this because a lot of these, you know, came out food-related or something. Right. Um, But we have Virginia versus Gardner-Webb, and so I changed that to your in-law versus (laughs) charred by Deb. So Deb, I guess, is a cook, and she chars her food. Yeah. Uh, So how how would that go, though? Would you pick the charred food over your in-law? Yeah, I would. And now some of these are very personal, you know. It depends on your in-law. Don't bring your family into this. (laughs) This That's my only advice. But um, I have a a lot of cool aunts, and, of course, Vermont will turn into your aunt. So right. your aunt got very, very far in my bracket. Oh, all yeah. right. So good good news for the catamounts. For sure. So now uh, Bill would actually like to talk about the things that he thinks that he knows about the basketball games that don't involve rhymes, food, roadside attractions, or anagrams. I just want to say before you start, we were Bill and I were <laughs> heckling each other online, as yeah. is our tradition, and my mom uh, put up, you know, like, oh, make sure you add these schools to the bracket. So I just want to point You can just add out. schools to the bracket. Yeah, I'm just saying it's yeah. genetic. Yeah. This is a family trait <laughs> like of a, having no idea how this works. It's a thing the Pistels just don't understand, <laughs> no. and they never will. Um, all right, so um, you would probably like to talk about, well, for example, here in Hartford, the games are here in Hartford. Pretty soon we'll be going to the XL Center a little bit later in the show with a special report from... She was yeah. She wasn't ready. Sleep at the wheel. She wasn't ready. <laughs> first of all, I, I, I just want to say first that uh, this is the 10th year in a row which Colin has promised me that I'd be in the studio with Dick Vitale. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it always turns into something very different here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, You're like the only you know, person I can think basketball. of. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a real basketball thing. The idea Whereas that you want to be in the studio with Dick Vitale shows a certain personal shortcoming. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing everyone didn't already know about. Yeah. Uh, well, I would just like to say, okay, I had a couple of serious basketball notes. One, Hartford fans really are lucky to have this uh, a bracket here in Hartford today. Uh, and uh, just after this show ends, I'm not sure what's televised where. Um, so you may have to get on the Civic, uh, Civic Center and try to uh, scab a tic- uh, uh, grab a ticket. But uh, there's a guy named uh, uh, Ja Morant. Uh, uh, J-A. Uh, ja. Yeah, ja. Ja. And it's not – Like Ja Rule. Colin wonders if this is related to Jorah Mormont from right. Game of Thrones. This is, to the best of my knowledge, no relation uh, at all. But you never know True. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, and this is my segment, okay? <laughs> 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 you, you get to talk during her segment. Yeah. All right. So you're right. You never I mean, know. Like for, a family. You, you never know for sure. Uh, this kid's averaging 24 points a game. I've seen him a couple times on television, never in person. Uh, uh, he scores 24 points a game and dishes out 10 assists. Plays for Murray State. Plays for Murray State, and he's here in the Civic Center. Uh, uh, game starts around 2:15, 2:30, and um, he he, sco- he he dishes out 10 assists a game. The all-time assist leader in the history of college basketball is Bobby Hurley, whose career average was seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, and, and Hurley probably scored about ten points again. This kid dishes out ten assists while scoring twenty-four points. I, you know, maybe Oscar Robertson did it. So you want to see the most entertaining person in in college basketball for my money uh, is this uh, John Morant, and he's right here in Hartford. Mm. By the uh, way, it's called the XL Center. It's called the XL Center. Yeah. yeah. And after it, did you know why? 
because it's, they thought it was really big when they made it. But it yeah, turns no. out it's not that big. Okay, okay. And it also <laughs> turns out that's not the reason. And no one we're, here's where we are at Hartford. We have a civic center, and no one knows why it's called the XL Center. <laughs> and it turns out it's the name of a company that's not yeah. even headquartered here. It was It's Marty and Joan XL. It's yeah, a family name. That's right. Who are friends of yours. It's a family name. You helped yeah. put the whole deal together. Right. Uh, so anyway, so there's a great game in Hartford, a, a, a couple of great games and. I'd also point out in Hartford there are two Big East teams playing. The Big East, which was UConn's old conference, has four teams in the in the tournament, including the defending national champion Villanova. And uh, this just goes to my original point that uh, made years ago on this show that uh, we should have stayed in the Big East. This is a basketball state, not a football state. It's a basketball school. So while you're talking, I'm having Julia look up uh, her Villanova rhyme so we can get to yeah. it. But finish, <laughs> but while she does that, finish her thought. Because they don't think her notes are particularly orderly. I don't think she can just go right to Villanova when I mention it. No. And so here's the deal about uh, uh, about college basketball in general. Although just one one last sort of general comment. And, and these games, uh, the teams that are here in Hartford exemplify it, but so do almost all the teams in every bracket. And that is... When basketball fans talk, you'll hear people say a lot, uh, I don't like the NBA. I prefer the college game. Well, they're almost indistinguishable now. And the influence of the NBA and the cha- rules changes and cultural changes have gone on. When when we were kids, the most famous basketball players were all really tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wilt, Kareem, Russell. Also, we were shorter. So they might yes. have seemed taller. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. But, it's like the but, snowbanks and yeah, stuff. You know, yeah, they but seem bigger too. But that's so far from the point I'm making. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to even measure the distance. And now it's and now the, a lot of them are your size. It's a funny funny thing you didn't make it. But uh, well, I have uh, knee, the game has opened up back and tooth and Achilles. Yeah, that whole that whole yeah. knee, knee replacement thing right. probably slowed you down a little. Do you bit. have you found your Villanova? Made you more of a power forward than a than a than a point guard. All right, we're going to go to Villanova in the first round. I don't know who they're playing though. Sure. So they're playing St. Mary's. So, of course, this rhyme is actually a matchup between Quaint Derry and Scylla Scolder. So Scylla, of course, being the siren from the Odyssey. How does Scylla Scolder? That that rhymes with Villanova? It's hard. It's hard to rhyme with Villanova. (laughs) It's like rock and roll lyric rhyming, you know, where you don't have to – you only need the vowels. You don't really need the consonants. That's what she's doing. All you need is a simple 4-4 rhythm and a – Exactly. And creativity, you guys. Uh, And uh, the other Hartford game, Murray State versus Marquette, I was excited about this one. Um, So it's furry trait. And, you know, with Marquette, uh, you know, if Marie Kondo came in, there's no joy involved. But does Marquette spark sweat? I think yes. So, that's so they made it pretty far. A free trait would be not as good as sparking sweat. No. Sparking sweat. You want like Marie, your basketball uh, players that, to spark sweat. Is that like a Marie Kondo thing, like sparking joy and sparking sweat? Oh, my gosh. Not sweat, but it is now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so let's talk about vasectomies. I think we have to go there right now. Uh, <laughs> is, is Murray State no, in not, Murray not Hill? Not Frankie. Just, we're just doing vasectomies right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Murray State is not in Murray Hill. That's okay. a Tony neighborhood in New York City. Yeah. So nothing to do with the old t- Mary Tyler Moore show. Nothing to. No, I think it is named after that guy. After Murray, yeah, named yeah. after that. I think huh. it is named after Murray. Okay. So, um, so you're getting to the spirit yeah, of this. Yeah, I got some pop culture uh, yeah. riffs I can do here. Uh, well, that's it. But, right. You know, I had those. Yeah. So we're going to talk uh, now about an interesting statistic which I located earlier today. I think my friend Mr. Carp sent it to me, but it turns out there is a spike in vasectomies, a discernible spike in vasectomies. Uh, prior to mar- the first weekend of March Madness, particularly tomorrow, because the idea is 
you you know you go in you get snipped and then there are even uh, practices that have special discounts and 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 ice packs ice bags with team logos on them and stuff like that uh, so you go home and you hold the ice bag to the you know affected area and you watch basketball for a couple of days and time passes so uh, I'm going to go to Julia first on oh, this one I'm for it, for uh, it? <laughs> which part of it are you for? I think I mean vasectomies. I've never had one. No. Uh, but I think they're, you know, they're great. It's a way to take the onus of birth control only off women or off only women. But did you um, think it's kind of a guy thing that, I mean, this is an in and out procedure, so to speak. Sure. You know, and so the whole, I think, uh, planning like a whole weekend of rest and icing and basketball and not having to do anything. I mean, this is like quickie day surgery. But do you think that's a, like if a woman had an equivalent thing, she, I don't, she'd be like vacuuming that afternoon. Um. Mm, I well, don't know about that. that. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Well, I do agree that a lot of women like to cram in things and be productive. But right. I'm for, generally, I'm for more resting. Yeah. So I like the idea of scheduling a procedure against something you really want to watch. Um, that's fun. And what I'm really for is hospitals, like, going for it and advertising this. I feel right. like I read in the article you sent out, like, <laughs> they they make ice yeah, bags. Ice with bags. The, I was just saying that. Yeah. Right. And that's... That's hilarious. And everyone should do it. Everybody should get a vasectomy this weekend. Why not? I hear they're reversible. Well, you know, <laughs> I hear. Until you yeah. said that last thing, I was uh, going to yeah. point out the That's fallacy right. in what you were saying. But anyway, yeah. yes. You know, I've, I've no idea why this topic makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, I would just like to point out that the scientific method here reminds me a lot of Julia's. Okay. And mm-hmm. there's just not – who knows? It's, so it's March. Okay. It could be mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Okay. It could be that the vasectomies go up because uh, every year, it ex- this, also at this exact same time, it's uh, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day. Everybody gets uh, a little tipsy and they decide this is the moment and they go out and celebrate by getting vasectomies. The last part of this doesn't hold up that no. well. It doesn't okay? make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Although if you thought you were going to drink but, uh, a lot and know, make ill-advised personal choices, you know, getting a vasectomy it, it, ahead of time. It's the first day of spring and they're thinking about procreation and all the issues <laughs> yeah. that are raised by it. There's so bad. many possible explanations that are at work here. When has the Irish know, ever exercised any forethought? But I think, you know, we're workaholics. Oh, wow. About, <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> we can say this. It's our people. In America, we're workaholics. So this is just an elaborate way to get out to work and watch basketball during the week. That's what this is. You think that men who are desperate to watch basketball have, get vasectomies as an excuse because they ran out of yeah. all the others? Because they've been oh. putting it off. They've been putting it off. You know, they're meaning to do it. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, I'm going to use this as a way to get out of work for a few days. Okay. That's my guess. Yeah. So, uh, do we? Oh, Betsy Gablin wants us to talk about mascots. Do we have any strong feelings about mascots? Well, I just got to, you know, I'm a, I saw those uh, nasty-looking uh, mascots yeah, that Panther you, Pete. you mm-hmm. circulated. And yeah. again, I also saw a certain anti-Irish thing in that. that uh, oh, those Gales. The Iona, the, the Gales. Iona Gales. Sa- the, and the, St. The, Mary's has no, the, the, the The Iona is the Killians, I have to know. Yeah, and St. Mary's has the Gales. And it reminds me of Lucky the Leprechaun up in the Boston Garden. I mean, it, it's really a, an extended trope against my people. Yeah. <laughs> well, my people too, but, <laughs> just, but I, like the, the, I'm a little offended. And from St. Mary's of all places. The Celtics one doesn't look like it would like bite your throat. The other one's like dangerous. The other ones look truly they dangerous. They seem dangerous like deranged. they want to come out of the ground yeah. in the middle of the night and surprise you as you're walking down a dark lane. 
in, you know, in the West Country and, and kill you and, what is and old, take your soul. And what is Old Miss doing with a land shark? I know, yeah. Well, I where, don't where understand why this from? Old Miss has you know? a land shark uh, mascot. I do not understand. At least it's creative. I can't take any more big cats. You don't like big You've cats? Think, well, who, We're still on the makes, mascots topic? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, generally. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not against big cats as a, sure. you know, genus or whatever, but... Uh, you know, I like the land shark. I like it when it's more creative and weird. Well, the most creative and weird one, really, St. Louis University has the Billiken, and the Billiken is this kind of strange fairy-like thing that is the fairly recent product of some author's imagination. I mean, there isn't like some long folk tradition of the Billiken, mm-hmm. and so, and it looks upsetting and frightening, but it's it's just kind of out of nowhere. Is there any folk tradition of the Billiken, or did they just, just make the thing a, up? It's a, something from a book. I don't know. I don't think I have it here in my notes. It's like Harry Potter being your mascot all the time. Sort of. Like Harry Potter plus 100 years, you know, mm. something like that. But it's, yeah, there's no reason to have a Billiken as your mascot, and people don't know what it is. It's Like, I went to a school, a high school, where the mascot was the wyvern, and we had to, like, explain to people all the time what a wyvern was, and then they would beat us up because we had a mascot that, you know, wasn't a panther. Or, but a billiken is even, like, you would really, it's like we'd, we'd be here all day trying to figure out what a billiken is. I went to Georgetown, which right. makes me a Hoya. Yo, Hoya, what is a Hoya? Uh, it is I know I ask you this all it's the time. Nothing it's nothing at all. It must be a thing. It's, it's a mixed uh, Latin-Greek cheer, Hoya Saxa, meaning what boulders chanted at uh, football games in the 1890s and somehow life went on and when they ended up being the Hoyas instead of the Saxas. So the word just means what? Yeah. What? The Hoya. The Hoya. What? what? <laughs> the what? What? And that's where they build it. It's sort of like, you know, also the Yukon mascot. I've, I've always been for revisiting that. I mean, it's too late now. The Huskies are beloved. But the fact that our mascot is just a play on words. It's a pun. We're not Yukon. It's a pun. From, from you know, yeah. from, we're not the Alaskan Yukon. Yukon Huskies. We're the University of Connecticut. It was That was like, oh, you, you know, you know my, one of my heroes uh, uh, is the British we comedian. We could be the actuaries. Frank Skinner, who, who says that. Uh, his is termed the IEM, and that's the idiotic eureka moment. And that's when you realize something that everybody else knew. Has known forever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was probably was, thousands of was those. probably within like the last eight to ten years that it dawned on me that Yukon Huskies was sort of a joke, like sort of a pun. Um, like it just had never occurred to me that that was the case. I just, you know, that was what they were. They were. That was the mascot. So, so my col- when, uh, when I when I was accepted at UConn Law School, my mm-hmm. college roommate uh, for a, almost a month thought I was moving to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been see that would have tipped me yeah. off. You know, yeah. I wouldn't have had to wait so long for my IEM. Oh, so, so Julia, give us one more uh, matchup from the first round, and then we're going to take a break pretty soon. Get ready for our visit with the president of Wofford. Sure. Okay. So, I mean, one of the first ones uh, we have. Duke versus North Dakota State. Um, and at this point, I had I was doing full team names. So the Duke Blue Devils uh, became the Fluke Moo Levels. And North Dakota State turned uh, into, oh, let's see. I can't even <laughs> read can't, my you, own writing. You can't read your own handwriting. Oh, North Dakota. I wrote, call for the quota. So... <laughs> Quotas or cows? I decided. Were you cows sort of drinking as, like, you know, more and more as you went through this practice? No, like I a, was just yeah. a, grabbing words. It was really fun. Yeah, here's another one. Uh, Mississippi State <laughs> became kiss his hippie date. Oh, that's good. I like yeah. it. I, that's very good. And uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Virginia Tech became surgeon wreck. Uh, so I was just really having fun. I so, was getting into the poetry so in, of it. In that matchup, like, what would prevail? 
Well, in that matchup, Kiss His Hippie Date, that went really far. I was really delighted with myself. Plus, I felt like that was a good defensive move in a ball game is just start kissing people. Right. Okay, do one more. There should be one that Bill and I can kind of react to, like whether it really would (laughs) play out very well. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Um, Syracuse versus Baylor. So these are very simple words, right? So uh, Syracuse, I turned into beer and booze. Mm -hmm. And then Baylor in the Connecticut spirit, I just turned into the Whalers. Right. So beer and booze versus versus the the Whalers. Whalers. Who would you guys... Hmm. I I guess I would. I don't know. I've always had a little problem with the fact that we had a hockey team called the Whalers because it's like having a you know football team called the Strip Miners or something. Yeah. Like whaling <laughs> isn't really you know cool anymore. Right. So I guess I would go with the beer beer and booze over the Whalers. Yeah, the whale. Uh, I'd say the Whalers win unless they're on like shore leave. Okay. So you know? <laughs> so who's right? I said Whalers. The Whalers. Yeah. Okay. I said Whaler. Is there a prize? Here? Um, no. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I think you can say that about the entirety of this show. <laughs> oh, okay. There's no prize. <laughs> no, no, everyone prize. loses when we do this show. But, right. there's, but there is. But let's face it. If you don't mind my just interjecting here, uh, Julia's crazy. And uh, it goes back to the very uh, the one that I always remember the most, you know. So whose mascot can eat whose mascot or beat him in a fight? Yes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the Bearcats will beat the Gophers. We know that. Yeah. But who wins, a gator or a blue devil? Well, you're off in cartoon land, and there's no way to tell. Now, well, a gator is that a, was the year. Gator that was real. the year that she definitely beat my bracket, <laughs> which was based upon my lifetime of playing and watching basketball and predicting right. who would win. So, yeah. But let me say this: you know, yeah. every year I start with the intention. Well, when we walk out of the studio today, I'm going to be like, "This is the year. I'm going to pay attention and learn about basketball." But how can you possibly keep up with this many teams with players who change over no every couple can. of years? Right. So it's impossible. It's a losing game. So why not make it fun? Right. No, and no, it I, is fun already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. It's already fun. All right. This would be a, a bad way to try to learn about basketball. Like it would be easier to learn about basketball just watching a game, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to 32 games in one action-packed weekend. You just sort of – I actually will say one serious thing uh, about the – you're talking about the changes between when we were kids watching basketball and now. Another thing that happens now, and I didn't completely grasp this – uh, until I was listening to Hang Up and Listen, the excellent sports podcast this week. And Josh Levine, who was on the show with me on Monday, was they were, they were talking about the fact that increasingly what happens on these teams is that, you know, Duke or, or Kentucky will, instead of having a class, uh, having a, a team that's very attached to being a Blue Devil or being a Wildcat, they get five guys who kind of Know each other and been communicating a little bit about yeah, where they're going to go to school. And they've been talking. Yeah, they've been talking, yeah. and they 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 sort of figure out. Well, let's all go to Duke, and we'll all play there for one year, and then we'll all go to the NBA, mm-hmm. or let's all go to Kentucky. And so their allegiance when they when they talk about their brothers, what they mean are these other four guys that they agreed to go to college with for one year. John Calipari was one of the inventors of this. Uh, uh, he taught it. You uh, coached at UMass. He's now in Kentucky. He averages three NBA picks out of every graduating class. Yeah, hmm. three per class. Uh, and uh, and so it is this. Uh, you know, it was why. Speaking of Dick Vitale, he was uh, quoted this week as saying, "We ought to start paying these people." This has become something other than amateur athletics a long time ago. And. He was responding to this. There was this big incident this year. If you people don't follow basketball, Zion Williamson was playing a big game for Duke. It was such a big game against Carolina. Barack Obama and 10 other celebrities were there, Spike Lee. And he went down very early on in what looked like it could be a career-threatening injury because a 
sneaker blew open. Yeah. And uh, uh, and it just reminded everybody that this guy had like a $100 million career on the line mm. in a sport for which he was being paid nothing. Do you know where Zion Williamson is really from, where it would have made sense for him to go to school? Utah. No. No. But you're going to find out. Zion, <laughs> Zion, Utah, I see, see what you did there. Good guess. Julia's going to look up her Wofford pick. We are going to take a little break. We're going to come back and have one of our very frequent visits uh, with the president of Wofford College. We are big fans. God loves a terrier. Yes, he does. God loves a terrier. That's because small, sturdy, bright, and true. They give their love to you. God didn't miss a stitch. Be it dog or be it When he made the Norwich merrier with its cute little derriere. Yes, God loves a terrier. That is actually not the fight song uh, of Wofford College, uh, though they are the Terriers. Uh, And we have been fans of Wofford since uh, 2010, by my uh, calculation. Uh, That was when we had the then president, uh, President Dunlap, on for the first time. Wofford, back in those days, was typically like a 16-seed or a 14-seed. For those of you who don't translate this stuff very well, that kind of means that you've got, in in the case of Wofford, they'd won their conference. Their conference isn't a gigantic powerhouse conference. So they were given, they had an automatic, uh, bid to the NCAAs, but they weren't going to get any kind of prestigious seed. So, yeah, 16, 15, 14, something like that. Things are different now, but one thing that hasn't changed is our tremendous allegiance to this plucky South Carolina school. And joining us now is the president of Wofford College. Uh, it is Nif Samhat, um, and we are very, very excited uh, to keep this tradition going. So you're actually not in Spartanburg, South Carolina right now, right? You're where the action is. Yes, uh, thanks for uh, having me on the show uh, and uh, that wonderful tune for Wofford, uh, the Wofford Terriers. We are uh, a whole bunch of Terriers are in Jacksonville, Florida at the moment. So you're you're in Jacksonville. That's where your first uh, game is. And we should say that this time, no 16 seed, no 14 seed. Wofford has come in with a real powerhouse rating. You're a a seventh seed, which puts you in the upper half uh, of your bracket. What's going on there this year? Well, I tell you, uh, seventh seed, uh, I think number 13 in the net, uh, NCAA net, number 19 in the AP top 25. All of it reflects what has been an extraordinary year for basketball at uh, at the college. Uh, Coach Young and uh, his staff and the group of young men have just had um, an unbelievable year. I think all of us are all of us are pinching ourselves undefeated in the, in the Southern Conference, which has been this year a really outstanding conference. Uh, lots of high quality teams. Uh, in the conference, and we've been uh, just had a very fortunate year with highly skilled and dedicated players and coaches. So um, I want to ask you about a few uh, traditions that have popped up this year. Tell us about snack time. Yes, snack time. Everyone loves snack time. You win a game, you go to a gas station store, and you buy snacks, and they tweet it out. Um, and uh, you win a game at home, uh, they 
threw snacks into the boneyard where all the students are. Um, so the team, the and, team, when uh, they win, they they celebrate by going to like a convenience store, gas station, buy as many exotic and strange snacks as they can find, and then they either eat them or throw them to the fans at the next opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely, it's great. It's a wonder. Sounds and, wonderful. Oh, so they also have fantastic. cafeterias. Yeah. yeah, they have cafeterias. Yeah, <laughs> they they can get green leafy vegetables when they need uh, okay. to. Just so right. you don't become a number seven seed just eating crappy snacks yeah. from convenience no, no. stores. No, we, we like high quality snacks. Right, uh, healthy and high quality. So um, we need to talk a little bit about your mascot situation. Now um, you had an actual dog, a real dog, a Boston Terrier named Magnolia. But my understanding yeah. is Magnolia does not participate or, or has retired or will not be participating uh, as a live animal mascot in this particular draw. That's right. We do have, uh, we do have our uh, furry, lovable mascot, Boss, who uh, is coming to the game uh, and comes to all the games. Uh, but uh, our uh, our loyal terrier uh, didn't travel with us this time. All right, uh, you got to be careful with that. Them. Yeah, got to be careful with that term "furry." But actually, this is anyway a, a person uh, inside a, a terrier costume, a Boston terrier yes. costume. Yeah. So we have, we have a person. So, President Sam Hatt, we have here in the studio uh, Julia Pistel. Uh, she's kind of a basketball savant. I'm not going to say basketball idiot savant. I'm just going to say basketball savant. Uh, She has a different technique for predicting uh, uh, the outcomes of games. Every single season she develops something new. This year she's essentially using rhymes. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's uh, using the rhymes uh, of the two teams. So uh, you by now have located Wofford in the first round. So so how does it look to you? Yeah. Well, obviously uh, you guys are the cough nerds. Uh, That's... Cough nerds? Yeah, the cough nerds. That's going to be their strategy. They're going to cough on people, get them sick. It's still winter here. That's very threatening to us here in Connecticut. But I'm happy to tell you that that's a really good strategy for you guys because you will, of course, defeat Sweet and Tall, a.k.a. Seton Hall. (laughs) And then you're going to go on to defeat... (laughs) Oh, my God. I was really crazy when I wrote this one. Um, Abilene Christian. I wrote... Cable teen bliss spin, as yeah. in like a teenager on a drama spinning around because they're so happy. So you're also going to defeat them. And then you're also going to defeat Go Cry, though, which is, of course, Ohio. So you guys made it uh, really far 16. on my bracket. Yeah. This feels to, your, yeah. to the lead, to Elite Eight. This, this feels like yeah. borderline that, witchcraft somehow. This is a... Um, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful prose. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, quite you. lovely. You do not have to treat me with any respect. I understand it's ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> no. Mr. President, I'm, I like the outcome. I, <laughs> Mr. President, I'm, and, and I'm Bill Curry. I'm, I'm here because I'm uh, Julia's guardian ad litem. And, uh, the, and, and I, I have a somewhat serious question for you. So uh, when we started interviewing Wofford all those many years ago, uh, it was like we felt like we were doing you the favor. You know, uh, this was a long shot team. And now we feel like we got in on the ground floor. Right. We yeah. bought love. And yeah. now, I mean, and, and, and yeah, Colin wants credit for seeing yeah. it all a decade in advance. But were there changes? I and mean, this really is a, you know, a, a, a seven seed, a top 20 ranking in the AP. Uh, 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 did you make changes in the pro- program? Does this reflect some d- commitments in the university? Or did you just draw a great class? And is everybody just doing their job a little better? You know, I think it's, uh, uh, um, uh, that's a great question. I think what it reflects is a, an extraordinarily, uh, extraordinary high-quality academic institution 
a unique student experience, a unique student-athlete experience with an outstanding coach and coaching staff who understands what we are all about. Uh, and those are the ingredients, I think, of success. You know, for an institution like ours of 1,600 and some students playing in Division I basketball. And our, uh, our really our coach is an extraordinary leader. Uh, his, his staff, everybody knows what, uh, um, uh, what uh, the college is about and what the program is about. It's about being competitive on the court, but also graduating uh, our student-athletes on time to successful lives and careers. Uh, and that's a wonderful recipe. Um, and uh, they stay four years. We have few transfers. Um, we have an extraordinary facility, um, and that uh, facility uh, is probably one of the finest uh, of any uh, college facility in the country, and a fabulous fan base in Spartanburg on campus in the upstate of South Carolina. Well, you give and them snacks. All of those, all of those ingredients create um, a, um, a fabulous blend that has brought us where we are today. Well, we should say also, yeah. though, tonight, when the, when the Coffinards uh, play Sweet and Tall, uh, I mean, it, it, people who love basketball, who are, are kind of newcomers to basketball, want to watch uh, Wofford because Fletcher McGee is one of the incredible outside shooters to play the game. Uh, he is probably going to break the Division One career three-point shooting record at some point during this tournament. He passed and, Steph Curry yeah. uh, a few weeks and ago. And he, he's like Steph <laughs> Curry in the sense that you can have a the other team, Swedenthal, can have a, a game, game plan to stop Fletcher McGee, and it won't work. I mean, other coaches have said, other than breaking his legs, we don't know what we can do. We could put two guys on him, and he's still going to fall back and, and make these three-point shots. We can't stop him, uh, very much like Steph Curry. So, I mean, that's that's a good reason uh, to watch. Uh, do you have like a do you have a late game? Are you nine forty-five tonight? Yeah, we're nine forty uh, tonight. You know, one of the things about the team. Um, and Fletcher is emblematic of it. He's just a great kid. Um, he's no airs about him. He's a good, nice young man, uh, and all of them are. And what's unique about this team is uh, Fletcher gets an enormous amount of well-deserved attention. He's on the cusp of uh, matching and, and breaking that three-point record. But uh, they pass the ball around. If, uh, everyone steps up in a timely fashion. Uh, and um, it's a really uh, well-bonded team, a well-integrated team. And this Cameron Jackson uh, of, is of, fabulous. Of really nice, good young men. Um, so so and Cameron so Jackson is, uh, is extraordinary under the basket. So yeah. President, uh, President Sanhat, earlier uh, in the show I asked Bill Curry if he knew where, based on his – his place of origin, one might have geographically expected Zion Williamson, the kind of unquestioned greatest basketball college basketball player in the country right now, where he might have been expected to go. Uh, I'll let you answer that question, President Samak. <laughs> well, Zion, well, you know, he was in Spartanburg, and and uh, and Mike, uh, Mike, uh, you know, identified Zion long before. Uh, many others did, uh, and Zion had, had visited the college, watched a few games, uh, played in our arena and uh, during his high school days, and uh, we thought maybe he would uh, come over to Wofford. 
Well, that would have been nice. Hey, I want to salute you guys for uh, one other thing that I discovered about Wofford this week, which is that uh, when you're not playing basketball, one of the things you do is host an ethics bowl. We never needed an ethics bowl as much as we need it now. This is a thing where high school ethics teams get together and uh, match wits and principles, right? Yes, absolutely. It was a great success. We did it in January. Um, Brought a lot of uh, several hundred young people to our campus and their families. Uh, and, you know, I, I, you're, you're absolutely right. The key, uh, you know, young people have to understand the, the foundations of good decision-making and the consequences of decisions. Uh, an ethics bowl competition um, is just a reflection of uh, young people understanding that um, there are consequences, there are ways to think about things, uh, and there's a good way to do things in a bad way. Um, and it was a very successful event. We're going to do it every year. It's a great idea. Uh, it's a terrific day. The yeah. one thing that I would caution you is keep the agents and the middleman men away from those big high school <laughs> ethics recruits because, like, if the money gets into the ethics bowl, you're going to never get it back. Uh, Pres- <laughs> President, uh, President Dave Soundhead, so from Wofford College. We, of course, are rooting all the way for Wofford, uh, particularly because Yale may lose to LSU uh, today. So uh, thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next year. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thank All you. Good All luck. right. we got to take luck. a break, uh, and then we're going uh, to go, uh, at least auditorially, to the Hartford Civic Center for our new feature. Accuracy. All right. We'll be back after this. And so I, we have a little problem with the board here. I, maybe AccuFrankie just kind of overloaded our circuits. Um, so well, I'm going to just kind of talk for a second. Do you think there's any possibility you're going to be able to unlock the board? I'm, you're getting, you're actually hearing sort of fourth wall stuff. So let me tell you what's going on here because that'll be a good thing to do. Julia Pastel is here in studio with us, writer, podcaster, comedian, host of the podcast Library Disco, li- yeah, Literary Disco, and managing director uh, at CT Improv in Hartford. Now's a good time to talk about, you know, like, you know, there was a whole thing about what to do downtown this weekend while you're there for the basketball games and maybe you don't have tickets for everything. CT Improv, I'm sure, is is running stuff this weekend. We, but the big thing's coming, right? Yeah. Well, we're open every weekend in downtown Hartford. If you're one of those people who's like, I don't know what to do in Hartford or I went to the Bushnell once a year, now what do I do? Hmm. Uh, you should come to CT Improv. We're a tiny underground comedy like sketch and improv theater and we're open every single Friday and Saturday with two shows a night so come on down we're definitely going to be doing stuff um, around the games we'll be out on the streets trying to lure people into the world of the arts Uh, (laughs) that'll be fun but uh, uh, and April 4th through 7th we hold a huge improv festival it's actually been named by other improvisers as one of the best in the country Um, we bring 50 teams from throughout the Northeast Mm. Uh, all the way from California and Canada, et cetera, to right here in Hartford. Um, so go to our website, ctimprov.com, and it's April 4th through 7th, and you can just binge on comedy. It's really, really, really all right. fun. Casey Grambo, paid in full. All right, we can go to the break now. I think the board's working. <laughs> Thank you. 
Why do they not talk about the International Division I Kangaroo Boxing Championships also being held this weekend in Houston? Check your human privilege hosting guests. Today's show started out being produced by Jonathan McPants with me, Kion Wolf, but then Betsy Kaplan took over because Simon Letter McPants was born in a manger. The part of Bill Curry was played by Bill Curry. Oh no, space time vortex singularity, we're all turning into pickles! On tomorrow's show, the nose swings into the Spider Verse and meets Monica Lewinsky. And now get ready, because it's time for. Matthew Frankie. That's right. We are debuting a brand new feature here on the Colin McEnroe Show NCAA March Madness Special, and that is the presence of Frankie Graziano, uh, who is right now at the XL Center, uh, offering us a special report, which we are trademarking as. Matthew Frankie. All happy right. Voss Madness, happy Snipness. Yes. All right. You know, we already did the vasectomy <laughs> thing. You're too late for that part. Um, but it was a good joke anyway. So um, so first of all, maybe just describe uh, what's happening right now, uh, where where you're standing. Uh, hopefully there's no huge mechanical defect any, going on in the Excel Center water right pipes <laughs> bursting within view. Escalators working. Everything's good. Not right? like right. that. And surprisingly, yes. everybody I talk to, at least some of the few people I've talked to, not saying anything bad about the Excel Center which I guess is a win. But right now I'm standing in the tunnel uh, right next to the court. There's a bunch of people here. I would say it's about half full, maybe a little more now that people are starting to sit down. But a lot of green and yellow here, a lot of people from Vermont. Uh, I spoke to a, a, a member of the, of the fans here at, uh, at Catamounts here, the Vermont Catamounts. Four and a half hours about it said they took it. Uh, it took them to get here by bus, so that's not bad. Yeah, no, that's not bad at all. So Julia Pistel, who's in here, and she's uh, do, using rhymes to analyze the tournament. She's pretty excited about Vermont because you rhymed it with your aunt. Yeah. Do you think people like their aunts? Yeah, aunts are cool. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, Vermont, uh, Frankie, would be technically an underdog, a 13 seed against a four versus Florida State. Do you remember what, what does Florida State rhyme with? You remember Julia? Sure, uh, sure. Um, it's a boar in a crate, a boar which in a crate. is so, quite threatening. But oh, like a boar, trapped. like a big, uh, big wild pig. Yes, but they're trapped, so of yeah, course your aunt is going to win out. Okay. So, uh, but Frankie, as a basketball analyst, uh, I, I'm assuming. Well, I mean, uh, people do like Vermont, right? It's a scrappy team with some good players. Yeah, if you remember that Taylor Coppenrath back in the day, they authored one of like those original uh, uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, um, upsets back in 2005 i don't think they're going to do it this year i like florida state a lot with their athleticism obviously they're hanging around the big boys in duke and north carolina i actually like florida state to go to the final four and i think you're going to see in about 10 minutes they might start off and uh get off to the races against vermont all right so uh bill curry has already talked a little bit about the marquette versus murray state matchup which is happening right here in hartford at the conclusion of that uh game uh featuring your aunt and a boar in a crate uh and, and so frankie i'm sure you want to say a little bit about this too i mean we might have the most interesting exciting first round game in the country right here yeah you know it's it's a game that everybody's talking about it's all about marcus howard versus john Morant. You hear from the people that are shooting uh, with cameras today actually talking about the matchup and saying, hey, i got to look out for this guy. So that's how much this has been talked about. But just looking at the players, John Morant's the one that everybody's been talking about. He's, his stock potential is going up there. Him and uh, Zion, they're, they're up in the top five. Uh, John Morant averages like 25 points a game. But, you know, he hasn't had the kind of competition that Marcus Howard faces game in and game out in the Big East. They made it to the Big East semifinals this year. They lost against Seton Hall. I like Marcus Howard. Uh, you know, he's 5'10". He's a little smaller, so his draft stock isn't as high as Ja is. But I like Marquette in that game. 
All right, so uh, we should tell you right now that you're being offered special basketball analysis courtesy of AccuFranking. So I think it's time. I think we need to get uh, people like an upset to watch for. You've got an upset uh, that's not being played in Hartford, uh, I, I believe, but there's a, a number 13 versus a number 4 game. So let's get ready for the AccuFranking upset uh, of this tournament. Uh, Frankie, give it to us. All right, my Frankie Graziano upset of the tournament. No, no, it's is called, no, it's not called. Wait, 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 and it's hard to hear you, so I apologize. We spent $50,000 to create that sound effect. We're going <laughs> to yeah. use it, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it two, again. Two bucks here, you want to hear it again? Ask you, Frank. Here you go. Okay, now give us the upset. <laughs> I love it. Okay, give us the upset now. It's it's Kansas okay, versus yeah. here, here comes the upset. Number 13, Northeastern over Kansas, the number four seed. Now, Kansas is traveling to Salt Lake City this year. That never happens for them. They always win the Big 12. They're always good at home and on the road. But this year, not so good on the road. It's a little bit of traveling. Northeastern, that team from Boston that everybody knows locally, they hit three-pointers. I think four players have 53 pointers this year. That's a perfect upset recipe. Give me Northeastern. All right. So, uh, first of all, some terrific reporting there from the Civic Center. And, and just once again, to kind of round out what you said at the beginning, it, Civic Center, uh, the XL Center, excuse me, the XL Center looks fine, right? I mean, there's no – the people coming in there, they're not seeing, you know – like there's no colony of monkeys living in the rafters or anything like that, right? Everything's good. I know that would be the smoking gun, right? No, but I, but I, but I spoke to uh, Chris Lawrence who runs the <laughs> building, and, and it's a lot of the things that they want some modernization, right? Right. Amenities. They want maybe some of the cabling in the building to improve so that they can get like some of these big ticket acts. I've been scoping around trying to find a leak or something like that, and I know that would be hot for the local listeners to right. hear something like that. Haven't seen it yet, All right. but uh, generally people that are walking in. I even spoke to a guy from Rhode Island who usually goes to the tournament in uh, Providence, and uh, he's happy to be here this year, not in Providence, about an hour and a half to get here, and he didn't say a bad thing either, so well, we'll you see. Know, first of all, I know that you got a, on uh, as a newsman, you have a series coming up here on WNPR about uh, sports betting. My suggestion would be, in terms of fixing up the Civic Center, have the CRDA, which runs the Civic Center, take about $10 million and bet on some of these games, and maybe they'll have enough money to fix up the center when it's over. So, based, fra Frankie Graziano. Based on a rhyme? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah based on a rhyme. Based exactly. On a rhyme. Use yeah. Julia's method yeah. and bet on I the I can't even tell you how people locally here are nervous about people betting on college sports. Sports. So yeah. if I say something out loud, I might get uh, I might get taken out oh, by oh, one of the security but, officials. Look, Frankie, by the time this series is over, you're totally getting whacked anyway. It doesn't make any difference. So thanks very much. A big success here with Acu Frankie. All right, we're signing out with Frankie. It's time uh, for uh, our in-studio analysts to make their final predictions. Uh, Bill Curry, first of all, tell us about your final four analysis. Uh, well, I'm uh, rooting for Gonzaga because they're the least corrupted, uh, most Jesuit uh, school, and uh, and actually, uh, and and they play it closest to the old-fashioned way that I learned to love when I was young. And a few years ago, I embarrassed myself by predicting Duke, which was uh, I, despite all the moral hazard, and um, you sold out. And I'm and I, I did. I sold out. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, Wait a minute, and you it, sold it, out Gonzaga <laughs> for Duke. I, no, this is you a, went this, chalk. This is a few years. This is this is before I had a big uh, conversion experience. Oh, okay. And 
And now I just, you know, who wants to be for Duck, Duke, whatever they're called? I'm not for them. I don't care how good they look. I'm sticking with Gonzaga 100%. Let's go old school. All right. So Gonzaga to win. Yeah. And this is, by the way, you know, I don't think you've appreciated Max Speed. I I invented both the step back jumper and the the double pump fake. But you didn't. So I bring a lot. No, I can't beat Julia. Rhymes and anagrams. (laughs) I can't win this, but still. uh, I don't think you invented rhyming. Still, you should go out and invest. uh, I'd say you could bet up to $3 on Gonzaga. Okay. Great. Uh, Here's my final four. I'm going to give you just the rhymes. You guys can figure it out from there. So we have Kaufner made it to my final four. Okay, that's Uh, wonderful. And they're going to match up against Menace P. Of Menace course, P. Uh, Menace P. which of course is Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. Menace uh, P. Menace P. Very that's scary. Like a, that's, you should see a urologist wow. about that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe get that uh, uh, vasectomy uh. while you're there. But then, uh, on the other hand, the other half of my final four are Hell Yes Boo, uh, yes. LSU. Is, yes, correct. And Nexus Drek. Texas Tech. That's right. I'm getting better at this. Yes, you are. So yeah. Nexus Drek is gross stuff from the universe, and I took them all the way. I think Nexus Drek is going to win. <laughs> Nexus Drek's a gross stuff <laughs> that kind of came through a black hole Correct. and is oozing like oobleck back to Dr. Seuss Nothing can across beat that. the landscape. They're going to win. Okay. I, I think this is my year. Yes. <laughs> I think this is my year. Yeah. I think I've got her where I want her now. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is getting even more exciting. And uh, I'm going with Clarkson and the Frozen Four. Oh, the Frozen Which four. is right in Hamden. Yeah. Uh, and what you have is uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, and uh, Cornell and, and Clarkson. Three of those have been have, have won every championship in the twenty first century. So the, so the Frozen Four, just so people know, is the final four of women's, women's college hockey. College hockey. Can I see it's one right thing about here the Frozen Four. University this weekend. Can I see one thing about the Frozen Four? It's right. hockey without fighting. No, it's you know what it is. It, first, first of all, the entire draw is eight. Teams. So the Frozen know, Four that's, that's consists of the four teams that won their first and game. And they're of all sizes. Colgate, <laughs> yes. Colgate, Harvard, University of Minnesota. Right. Clarkson they wins. won their first I got a Julia. All right, we have to Clarkson wins because they're closest to Canada. Running out of time. Running out of time. Thanks for listening. Uh, I could give you some emails to people you could complain to about this show, but <laughs> what's the use? We're I just going to do it again next year. Yeah. See you <laughs>